Ramble. I don't really like doing chores around the house, I'm going to be honest with you, and I especially used to hate doing laundry. It was just one of my more tedious tasks. It takes so much time, and I often feel tempted to not even bother sorting out my clothes. But I've been trying to motivate myself to get a lot more organized, and I finally found a way to make doing my chores so much more interesting, so much more engaging, and that's by listening to audiobooks on Audible. You guys know me, there is nothing like playing a good psychological thriller. So obviously, that's what I've been listening to. I'm currently listening to The Housemaid by Frida McFadden. The main character, Millie, is out on parole and she's desperate for a job. She doesn't have any money. She's living out of her car and she gets this opportunity to be this rich family's housemaid. Millie agrees even though there's just something really strange about the Winchesters. Especially the wife, Nina. She just seems to love finding ways to make Millie's life very difficult. The family is hiding something and Millie is hiding something and there's just so much tension between Millie and the husband. It's one of those stories that you can't stop listening to and I can't wait to finish it and start the next audiobook in this series. But if Thriller is not your thing, don't worry. Audible lets you pick from thousands of titles to find the perfect soundtrack to your day. You can find audiobooks from any genre, fiction, nonfiction, wellness, self-help. But they also have podcasts like this one, guided wellness programs, comedy, and originals. Living life without using Audible is like eating food with no seasoning. Sure, you still get your nutrients in, but it's missing that extra flavor, you know? So if you want to spice up your day, I highly recommend Audible. Audible members can keep one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. New members can try audible now free for 30 days visit audible.com slash rotten or text rotten to 500 500 that's audible.com slash rotten or text rotten to 500 500 to try audible free for 30 days bada bing bada boom welcome to this week's main episode this one's bonkers how would you feel if someone that you friended on facebook unfriended you maybe it's, it's an instagram unfollow a hit that unsubscribe from youtube how would you feel what's an appropriate reaction to something like this betrayal Betra- the ultimate betrayal go out game of thrones style <laughs> yeah. that's the only way this case takes place in mountain city tennessee and this is a really small town i feel like i say that in a lot of different cases but this is a town where there's just a population of 2000 people and so with these 2000 people they've got some strange internet habits there's some strange internet bullies a lot of facebook drama with a town of just 2000 people and somehow a CIA agent by the name of Chris gets involved. He, he's just browsing on the internets, just browsing on Facebook and comes across a couple of people really just dogging on this one girl, just going in full throttle. I hate her. She deserves to die. He realizes, holy shit, I went to high school with this girl. Her name is Janelle and she's getting bullied. Now, mind you, these are all people in their late 20s, early 30s. I mean, this is crazy, right? Notices that there's a lot of people posting about how Janelle deserves to die. They have these diabolical plans. They want to kidnap her, take her out to the field, hire a bunch of people to rape her because she's a virgin. They said this is not this is not private messaging. No, on like Facebook posts. They want to torture her, murder her. You know, it'll be so much fun. They're even willing to, like, put up a bounty of $3,000. So Chris, the CIA agent, what does he want to do? He wants to warn his high school friend, but he also kind of wants to save her. And the only way to do that in his CIA mind is to eliminate the targets was to kill the people bullying Janelle, his high school friend. So what does he do? He emails. He emails. Is he Jan- from the same town? <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, I'm about to say, like, they're all drinking some kind of water. Like, <laughs> what is going on? So he emails Janelle's parents. 
parents get involved of 30 year olds okay and lets them know there's people out they're trying to get janelle they start corresponding for the next year and a half chris cia agent starts running surveillance hiding cameras in the suspects houses following them around learning their routine and trying to see when are they going to go after janelle when are when are they going to make their plans final that he keeps reporting back to janelle and her parents with updates i mean the cia can't find out about this he would lose his job It's almost like straight out of a romance novel, right? Chris was actually born on the same day at the same hospital as Janelle. They were born a minute apart. And then they would later go to high school together. I mean, this is... Technically, they came into this world together. There's got to be something to that, right? Even Janelle's parents accepted him as a son. I mean, what kind of man puts his life on the line? His career with the CIA on the line for their daughter, a high school friend. Maybe it's a budding romance. No, no, no. But that wouldn't work because Chris is too busy with his career. I mean, the most important thing in Chris's life is being a CIA agent. And Chris was, you know, kind of the opposite of Janelle. He was everything that she wasn't. He traveled the world. Sure, he was doing it to kill people for the CIA. But his entire life was filled with mystery and crazy stories. A once in a million life. I thought CIA just do... Like, you thought they just really sit there on computer? <laughs> boring stuff. <laughs> I thought they just listened to podcasts to make sure <laughs> that they're fighting crime. <laughs> okay. But the Wait, truth, does Janelle know any of this? Yes. She's oh. in she's talking to Chris. But the truth was, Chris was an imposter. Q um among us. <laughs> Q among us. Who would want to impersonate a CIA agent? Especially to Janelle's parents, when Janelle's dad was a former CIA agent himself. What was this Chris guy trying to get out what? of this? Why this family in this tiny little town of two thousand people? And how on earth does it end with two young people being dead over a Facebook unfriending? This is a bonkers case, I tell you. Straight up bonkers. So as always, show notes are available at RottenMangoPodcast.com. There's also a really good 2020 ABC um, episode on this called Unfriended. But there is a book. Yes, you guessed it. It's called Too Pretty to Live by Dennis Brooks. Here's where it gets wild. Dennis Brooks was the lead prosecutor on this case. Wow. And he wrote it. The criminals in this would actually use this book to try to get an appeal from their sentence, saying, hey, the lead prosecutor put out this book before I could even appeal my sentence. It was like a whole thing, whole shit show. I mean, the amount of detail is gnarly on this book. There are so many text messages, emails, Facebook conversations that you can't find on like ABC 2020. I think the book also adds a great perspective with the fact that it was written by the prosecutor. You feel like you're going through the whole legal process as well. A ton of fascinating information. I feel like with true crime, we get a lot of, you know, journalists, reporters, and maybe cops. But is prosecutor biased? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So keep that in (laughs) mind when you're reading the book. Because there were some times where I was like, I mean, I love you, Dennis. But like, come on, come on. (laughs) So Mountain City, Tennessee. Super small town. 2,000 people live in this small town. And yes, everyone really does know each other. Like, that's not just a saying. And if you happen to have a road trip through this Tennessee, eastern part of Tennessee, through Mountain City, most likely you will be welcomed with open arms. It's a very sweet southern town. The typical major crimes committed, fights, domestic disputes, or maybe someone gets drunk and beats up another person and they end up dying. I mean, it's still murder, but it's not the same type of murder that you might see in like New York City, Los Angeles, right? So just not a lot of crime. Now in moves the Potter family. 
the Potters. So we've got Marvin Buddy Potter, the dad of the family. He's 60 years old, used to be a Marine, used to be a CIA agent. And guess what? That's the first thing that he's going to tell you after hello. Hello, I used to be a former CIA agent, but don't tell nobody because it's the CIA. That's him. He's one of those guys served in Vietnam, but now he's got this bad back and he doesn't work. He just, you know, he's retired. And his wife, Barbara Potter, she is the matriarch of the family. She's actually the head of the household. Super religious. She looks super sweet, honestly. And then we've got the oldest daughter, Christy. Now, she doesn't live with them anymore. In fact, she moved out as soon as she could. She doesn't really get along with the rest of the family, especially her mom. She called her mom Barbara. She's like, oh, yeah, Barbara. You mean your mom? Yeah. (laughs) So then we've got Janelle Potter the victim in all of this. So she was six years younger than Christy and the apple of her parents' eye, even in her late 20s. I mean, her social media filled with pictures of dogs, especially bulldogs, loved any animal really. Even though she was in her 30s, she just seemed incredibly young at heart, possibly for two reasons. Her parents sheltered her. I mean, they were incredibly protective of her. They actually had her Facebook password. Like imagine being 28 and you're like, here, mom, here's my Instagram account. Have at it. Yeah. She she was never really allowed to go outside without her parents. They never thought anyone was good enough for Janelle. Not even a potential boyfriend, but not even potential platonic girlfriends. Like nobody was on Janelle's level. Janelle never got her driver's license, never had a job. I mean, certainly she was living a very boring life, to be honest, especially in a town like Mountain City. She's not even hanging out with a lot of people. Now, the other reason was probably because Janelle was born with an auditory disability. So she had a hard time hearing things, specifically inflection. So if you were to say, oh, my God, like, oh, my God, that's so funny. I'm dead. You know how, like, the way that I said it, you're in your brain, you're thinking, okay, well, she's not actually dead. But in Janelle's mind, because she can't really hear the inflection, she would take it as, oh, my God, you're dying. Like, literally, you're dying or you're dead. Like, what's going on? So ever since she was young, she had been enrolled in these special education classes. She also had diabetes and anxiety issues. Um, Just... I'm going to list this right now just because it becomes important later. Her IQ was said to be 72 and she was functioning at a fourth grade level when she was in her late 20s. And she was bullied a lot. This is like so evil, but she was bullied a lot. So she's six feet tall. She's a little socially awkward. She was jumped at one point. A girl punched her in the face, allegedly, because Janelle was pretty. Like, that's kind of messed up, right? Her voice had this almost like squeaky Minnie Mouse-esque voice is how Dennis describes it. And so maybe people didn't like that. I mean, people always tell me I have a squeaky voice and they get very passionate about it. They're like, (laughs) your voice, (laughs) fork your voice and fork you too. And I'm like, okay, sorry. (laughs) I like your voice. Thank you. (laughs) So Dennis believes that as a grown woman, you know, Janelle's closest friends were stuffed animals in her bedroom. So, of course, her entire life, I mean, she's just going on Facebook. She's just trying to trying to enjoy what's out there. And maybe she's a little shy. Maybe she's a little socially awkward. She was known for kind of hugging people when they weren't that close. Mm-hmm. So they'd be like, whoa, whoa, taken aback. Like, what's going on, right? So she'd go on Facebook, send people requests. If she meets you at the checkout ga- counter at Trader Joe's, you're getting a Facebook request, okay? Maybe you don't even know her, but you live in Mountain City. You're getting a Facebook request. That's kind of how she lived life, and nothing is wrong with that. So the Potters move into Mountain City in 2004, and they freaking hate it. I mean, they came from Pennsylvania, a bigger town, and they said that this town is so small. There's no movie theater. I have to go to the next town over to go to a mall. 
all there was was just a couple of grocery stores and a dollar general and like pharmacies. This is crazy. But they had to move to take care of Janelle's sick grandma. They had no choice. So at this Mountain City Pharmacy, right, Janelle's getting her diabetes medication. She meets this woman that's working named Tracy Greenwell. And Tracy's like, holy Janelle, you've got these beautiful blue eyes. You've got the cutest little voice. Like, I want to be your friend. You were honestly one of the sweetest people out there. Like, this is crazy. How come we haven't met yet? Come on, like, let's go to the next town over. Let's go to the mall together. Well, you have to come meet my parents. What? You have to come meet my parents. Yeah, but you're like in your late 20s. What are you talking about? Like, I got to go meet your parents? I'm not taking you out on a date. We're just girlfriends. She's like, yeah, I get it. But you have to come meet my parents. So Tracy goes over to the Potter's house. And she said that it was really off-putting. I mean, this is bizarre. Like, imagine you meet a friend. And then you got to go audition for the parents. You're like, I'm not even I'm not even dating this person. What's going on? So she sits down, gets to know the Potters. Finds out that they're really protective. But overall, the Potters loved Tracy. So they become fat friends now that's how janelle was introduced to tracy's brother bill clay Payne, who was stereotypically quintessential a johnson county tennessean that's what people called him okay he was from born and raised mountain city type dude he worked at a factory nearby he was known for like work hard party hard very outgoing had a ton of friends just charismatic easy to be around the life of the party he might have partied a little bit too much So in his late 30s, he decided he needed help, started getting treatment for his addiction for pills. Like it was just, you know, sometimes it was a little too much partying. He had a child already and his child went to live with their mom in Florida. So he's away from this kid and he feels like, oh, I need to do better with my life. I can't be drinking and just doing drugs and wasting my life away. So he kicks drugs to the curb. He kicks partying and he's just trying to find some stability. That's when he meets Janelle and all of them have this great idea. You know, Bill is looking at his sister, Tracy, like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? We're going to set up Janelle with our cousin, Jamie. What? These are all really important people. Otherwise, I wouldn't bombard you with this many names. Okay, so Bill's cousin, Jamie Kurt, is a 38-year-old man who is um very similar to Janelle in the sense like he's really reclusive, just stays at home, doesn't get out a lot, doesn't really, a little bit socially awkward. Whereas Bill is this charismatic, just full of life, the party, you know, that type of vibe. They're, they're, this is perfect. They're like two peas in a pod. I mean, it would be the perfect match, right? Both are introverted. They never leave the house. In fact, Jamie, who is 38 years old, has never had a girlfriend. This is going to be his first girlfriend. I mean, Janelle was a little bit hesitant because at first she had feelings for Bill. She kind of thought, well, Bill is so cute. He's so handsome. He's the life of the party. Kind of was leaning that way. But the minute that she meets Jamie, it seems like she has a change of heart. They immediately just hit it off. But the Potters, Janelle's parents, hate jamie they hate him thinks that he is not good enough for janelle thinks that he is smelly he's ignorant he's a country boy Mm -mm, we're from pennsylvania we're from pennsylvania we're not from the dirty south i can say that i'm from the south can i say that (laughs) okay that's what that's what we we used to call it just very casually okay but we're from pennsylvania you get it they just thought that he wasn't good enough for them they just would not allow janelle to see jamie so janelle started sneaking out she also didn't have a cell phone so jamie buys her a phone to text him she's hiding it 
that gets caught by her parents stolen or taken away and then she gets another phone from jamie so this is like this secretive romance going on she starts sending him nudes which by the way jamie in the court documents and according to this book you will see that jamie is very good at categorizing nudes like the way that he titles them it's like open and wet and that's like the file oh name oh my god very bizarre who Wait, what do you mean file who who so, categorized this? Janelle would send it to Jamie and Jamie would, you know, save it on a computer. But oh he would, God. it would be like, open and what? JPG. Does that make sense? <laughs> it's like, why are you naming these nudes? I feel really uncomfortable with this. So Janelle would call him husband. That was her nickname for him. I mean, things are going great. And in 2009, the factory that both Bill and Jamie, the cousins, the dude cousins, they work at, hires a young woman by the name of Billy. I know. Billy Jean Hayworth. So we've got Bill. And then we've got Billy Jean. Oh, wait, who's Bill? <laughs> so Bill is the guy that introduced the cousin of Jamie. Got it. And so Billy. Jamie and Janelle, the two J's, they're together. And Bill is working at the factory alongside his cousin, Jamie. Correct. When a woman walks in, the new hire, her name is Billy Jean Hayworth. And guess who's going to hit it off? Bill and Billy Jean, right? That yes. makes it a little bit more simple. And he starts walking past her little workstation nonstop, all day, every day. And eventually they start talking to each other. It blossomed into this serious relationship. Billy Jean moves in with Bill and his dad, who is coincidentally named Bill. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, wait, whose dad is Bill? <laughs> Bill's dad is named Bill. So oh in this house, God. we've got Bill, Bill, and Billy Jean. <laughs> got it. Okay. Makes it, it's, I like it. It's easier to remember. All the Bills, right? Yeah. So they're living in this house. I mean, this is beautiful. And then Billy Jean gets pregnant. And everyone in Bill's life is like, this is perfect. He has really just done a 180. Ever since he started dating Billie Jean, he stopped drinking as much. He started. He stopped the drugs. He just wants to be a good dad for his second son, Tyler. So excited. Everything looked like it was finally going to get better. And as everything's going well, Janelle gets introduced to Billie Jean. So Jamie is like, oh, hey, girlfriend of my cousin, meet my girlfriend. So mm -hmm. they have this little cute double date. They meet each other. And Janelle even meets Billie Jean's close friends, Lindsay and Tara. They all start hanging out. Mm -hmm. But by the time that Billie Jean got pregnant, all these things started falling apart. The three girls, Billie Jean, Lindsay and Tara, they start accusing Janelle of doing some crazy stuff. They keep saying, you keep posting about, about us on Facebook. You're writing mean things about us on Facebook. You're calling us sluts on Facebook. And I was like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. I didn't call you a slut on Facebook. Show me the proof. Look, isn't this your account? That's not my account. This is my account with all the bulldogs on there. Like, what, what is that? Maybe you guys made a fake account pretending to be me to try to stir up some drama. What, it, what is going on? Yeah. Wait, there's an account that's pretending to be Janelle? Yeah, I mean, the girls, the three girls believe that it's Janelle. But Janelle's like, that's not me. So it must be someone pretending to be me. The name is Janelle. Yeah, and, and it's her picture and everything. Love uh, the fact that this is a town of 2,000 people. Yeah. You know, what is going on here? This is like Gossip Girl, but like small town vibes. <laughs> I don't understand. And according to Janelle, the girls just don't stop harassing her. Would not leave her alone. Like, why would you post that? Why did you post that? Blah, 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 blah. And it just spirals and spirals into this thing where, I mean, both, all of these lives are just torn apart. So Bill and Billie Jean, Lindsay and Tara, they're all on one team. They're against Janelle. So that puts Jamie, the cousin of Bill, and the boyfriend of Janelle in a really, really awkward position. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm so sorry. Who's on one team? 
Bill uh, and the three girls are all on one team, and they're it. against Janelle. Yeah. And Janelle is saying, I don't know what you're talking about, okay? I, I, I would never post that. Yeah. So Jamie, the cousin of Bill mm-hmm. and the boyfriend of Janelle, is a little bit like, do I choose my girlfriend or do I choose my cousin? Yeah. So he's kind of back and forth, and eventually he sides with his girlfriend, Janelle. So he takes a stance, and this family is just ripped apart. They just are no longer talking. They don't get along anymore. They used to be like best buds. They used to be almost like brothers. But now they're just split down the middle, and just nonstop, it's just hate from both sides. Just like a full-on feud, a family feud. And in comes to the mix a man by the name of Chris a cia agent he starts emailing at first he emails janelle then he emails barbara janelle's mom to let them know hey janelle's got some bullies that are saying some crazy things on facebook and eventually he'll even start emailing jamie janelle's boyfriend and so they all start talking via email now what's bizarre is that chris never used an online account of his own so you're thinking how is he emailing these people then well he was emailing them under Janelle's account. Now, I don't know if she had no security. I guess, you know, that's kind of the assumption. Or she knows Chris, right? So Chris had duped her into thinking, well, I'm your high school friend, remember? Like, we love each other. We're best friends. And she gave him the password. But it was like a CIA reason that he wasn't emailing from his own account. There, there could be no record of him. <laughs> that's the most bizarre, bizarre thing I've ever it's heard. bizarre. And this CIA agent, all he does is talk about how he loves killing. That's it. And he's grammatically very, very horrendous. He needs Grammarly, okay? That's what this guy needs. He loves to write in all these typos, spelling errors, just rambly sentences. The book has a ton of these emails. And let me tell you, it is like... It's a brain workout to try to decipher some of these sentences. You're like, what is this? I don't think we speak the same language because that is grammatically so horrendous. It was bad. who is he emailing one more time? He's emailing Janelle. So it's like from Janelle to Janelle. (laughs) (laughs) He's emailing Janelle's mom, Barbara. He's also emailing Jamie, Janelle's boyfriend. Not the father, though. Oh, yeah. Buddy doesn't like... um, email that's what he's called buddy his name's buddy he doesn't like emails he's over it he's 60 former cia agent over it i see so he's just never on the computer so they're just talking and this cia agent by the way me making fun of his grammar is because he's saying that he's a central intelligence agent that is why not because i'm just judging people's grammar because central intelligence agent (laughs) that is why okay (laughs) I feel like summertime just makes life feel a lot more like a beautiful, hectic mess. It's summertime. You got to go see a movie. Maybe you're trying to hang out at the pool. Maybe you're trying to go to the beach, go on vacation. You've got a list of all these exciting things you want to do. And the last thing that you want to add to that list is going to the post office. That is, There is nothing about the post office that gets me even one iota excited. Nothing. And now you don't have to because you can mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. Come on, it's 2021. This is how you should be living your life. Send letters, ship packages, and pay less, a whole lot less, with discounted rates from USPS and UPS when you use Stamps.com. They save businesses thousands of hours and tons of money every single year. They bring that same US Postal and UPS shipping services right to your computer. It's really nice for small businesses to mail and ship without needing to take that extra trip to the post office because your time is valuable you print that official u.s postage and shipping labels 24 7 sometimes you gotta work 
kick at 3 a.m. You don't have to worry about going to the post office or leaving your desk. All you need is your computer and a standard printer. You don't even need fancy equipment. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. You don't have to wait in line anymore. Stamps.com is a no-brainer. They save nearly 1 million small business owners like you time and money. And they offer deals that you can't get anywhere else. I'm talking 40% off of USPS, up to 66% off of UPS shipping rates. And they have this fun switch and save feature so you can quickly compare carriers to find the best rates every single time. So stop wasting your wonderful, delicious summertime going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with my promo code ROTTEN, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in ROTTEN. That's stamps.com, promo code ROTTEN. Stamps.com. Never go to that post office again. So he's just talking about how he loves killing. He loves killing on the job. He would kill for Janelle. He would kill anyone for Janelle. Especially these people who keep bullying Janelle. Why is he so passionate about Janelle when Janelle is taken? It seems like he's almost like an older brother of sorts. Would okay. even get in contact with Jamie and would tell him how how to be the best boyfriend for Janelle. How if they get into a fight, he would encourage Jamie, you know what, you love her. And she is the best out there. So just kind of like how an older brother would do it, right? So allegedly, the harassment gets worse. These three girls are telling Janelle, and I quote something along the lines of this, allegedly, you're a fucking bitch and you know your fucking ass is going to jail and Bill is going to kill you. He has said that and I hope he does. None of us want you around nor living. You're a waste of air and time on everyone. You are nothing. You really think that you're sweet and smart? Ha! <laughs> yeah, right. You're dumb and you're very ugly. No one wants you. Billy thinks you're fat and Bill me fucking Lindsay. Okay, so this is Lindsay writing, allegedly. I just hate that you're alive. You will die, bitch, and I can't wait to see it. Go to hell, bitch. This is like a post, Facebook post? An email, allegedly. Oh, email. Or it was like posted on a forum. So then, allegedly, Lindsay posted one more thing that says, Janelle, I will get you, you no good bitch. I'm fucking Lindsay. Remember that. Your daddy can't do to me i'm above the law you dumb fucking bitch wow these are really intense the bullies Lindsay in particular according to the potters would drive by the house almost daily as if taunting janelle like just freaking her out like why are you driving by there was a rock thrown at the house and when they went to go pick it up i mean it's a big ass rock okay there were two names written on it billy and on the other side billy jean Allegedly, the Potters woke up one morning and there was sugar in the dad's gas tank. I don't know how you find that out. And I also don't know what that would do to your car. I'm thinking not great things. So there's sugar in the gas tank. They start this rumor that Janelle's dad is a drug dealer, which for a former Marine, a former, you know, CIA agent, that's a really bad rumor. And the whole Potter family was under the impression that Bill was instigating all of this. And the girls, the three girls, they were just following his lead. But for what? Why Why was just like bullying someone? Confusing, right? So Tara yeah. Osborne, which is one of the girls, she files for a protection order against Janelle and tells the judge, you know, Janelle's been calling me 27 times a day. The case gets tur- thrown out by the judge. So this kind of shows the Potters, like even the judge doesn't believe this. Like, why do you think we're harassing you? Then Lindsay mm-hmm. files a protection order. Same things. Annoying calls. She's harassing us. But the judge again dismissed the case because they couldn't prove Janelle guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. 
Now, Lindsay, Tara, Billie Jean, the three girls are accusing Janelle of saying things like, Bill's a horrible dad. Billie Jean's a bad mom. Oh, oh my God, that baby is so awful. I mean, what? This is crazy, right? Janelle's saying, I mean, why would I do that? Especially for a defenseless baby. A, a poor child. I, I would never say these things about a baby. Are you kidding? I don't even talk about you guys at all. Like, just leave me alone. The Potters felt. They felt it deep in their bones that these three girls were hacking into Janelle's account and writing these horrible things about themselves to start drama, to be the victims in the community and make Janelle out to be this horrendous person. Mm -hmm. Janelle said she was terrified. She starts carrying Mace because, you know, allegedly these people keep threatening to rape her. She can't go anywhere alone, not even the grocery store. But thankfully, she's got an army of men who love her, wanted the best for her. So she's got her dad ex-military buddy her somewhat boyfriend jamie and chris the high school cia agent do you really need anything else especially because chris was willing to do anything to keep janelle safe he would come to tennessee when he wasn't on the cia job to watch janelle's enemies to stalk them possibly if given the chance the right opportunity he told the potters he would kill them for janelle And Chris and the family got along so well. I mean, Barbara, Janelle's mom, felt like she just understood him. She was an agent's wife, after all. She knows the struggles of being a CIA agent. But they never met. Yeah. Hmm. And he would keep telling them, I will do anything to help Janelle. I'm already tapping the three girls' phones. There is nothing that the bullies can do or say without me knowing about it. A CIA agent was intercepting all the dirty plans that they had for Janelle. I mean, it was going to get messy, right? It's going to get really messy. So the Potter family confides in Chris. They've actually been having other issues. So Buddy, the dad, he was on a CIA mission in Vietnam, right? But the thing is, the mission got messed up. The mission was to detonate something, and they accidentally ended up obliterating an entire village of innocent Vietnamese lives. So the CIA pretended that it wasn't them and that it never happened, and they wiped it clean from the government records. Buddy was supposed to have won a medal for his work with the CIA for that. But now they're pretending that that medal doesn't exist, which is so annoying. They actually arrested Buddy. Can you believe that? They arrested Buddy for claiming military honors that he didn't earn. I mean, what the fork is wrong with the CIA? He gave his life to them practically. Chris, you're in the CIA. Can you help us? We're just trying to reach his supervisor. And Chris is telling them, like, the CIA is different from the Vietnam days. Like, trust me, they're they're trying to make up for all their wrongdoings these days. So I'm going to get my supervisor on him. We're going to get Buddy his medals back, his CIA badge back. He's actually in the system when I look him up. So who is talking to to Chris right now? The mom? Barbara. The mom, yes. Yes. Okay. So some of the emails, I'm just going to kind of paraphrase. It's all in the book. There's a lot of emails, okay? So starting in 2011, I mean, they emailed for way longer than that, but these are the really critical things. Chris is talking to Barbara. CIA agent Chris talking to Janelle's mom, Barbara, saying, I've been following the girls last night. They went to your place while you guys were sleeping. I'm so mad. They're so crazy. I want to kill them all, but I can't. Because he recently broke his arm on duty, so he would have to wait until his arm was healed. Which, by the way, I feel like CIA is probably a lot more competent than that. (laughs) I would say me, a regular civilian versus a CIA agent with a broken arm. I'm dead. (laughs) Like, I'm (laughs) dead. (laughs) They were bragging to... um, Yeah, the girls were bragging to their friends about how they were going to go back to your house, the Potter residence, and finish the job. Listen, Barbara, I know that this is probably messing with Janelle. And she's, you know, thinking about she's going to die and stuff. These girls are playing games. They're hateful 
fuckers. Nothing scares these girls. So I guess I just need to kill them. Like just saying things like that. And Barbara, this mom, this wife of an ex-CIA agent, you would think, oh, Christian, you know, you would think that like she's going to be like, whoa, 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 Chris, like I get that you're angry, but you need to be level headed. How did they let you into the agency? No. She said they need to back off, you know, but he's mad and I'm 100 percent behind whatever happens. You guys meet when you're ready, Chris. OK, maybe Bud will have his ID by then and you guys can use CIA guns and get the job done you know they all need to go and the ones left need to be given a big scare and they need to watch and wonder am i next keep scaring these three girls keep breaking into their cars make things hard for them because they are making life hard for us thanks chris ironically at the end of this email she also wrote and i quote i'm glad you and we are christians because that's something that no one can take away from us hang in there love you Side note, she is not the reflection of Christianity, just to put that out there, okay? this That's weird. That's a little bizarre. Chris would also email Jamie like, she really loves you, man. Just keep up the good work. You're so blessed for sure. Like, you've got a great girl. These motherfuckers just want to make her life hell. And I hope that she doesn't think about killing herself. Jamie's like, my girlfriend's trying to kill herself? What's going on? He starts freaking out. Chris is telling Jamie, listen, I just want to thank you for being there for the Potter family. She needs you in more ways than one. She's a wonderful, sweet, caring girl. She would do anything for anyone before herself. But I know that you know this about her. She's a good person. These girls are driving her so crazy. And you know they're so crazy. But what they're doing is still so f***ing wrong and hurting her like they are. There's just no reason for it. Because what? She's sweet and she's very pretty, prettier than them? I wish I could kill them right now. But I can't. Janelle just needs someone like you. Then Barbara is mailing, emailing Chris, okay? There's a lot of emails just talking about how, oh my God, I, I, I heard at Bill's place that they're raping girls over there. It's no secret. They're trying to get Janelle next, but there's no way because we have heavy quantities of ammo and protection at wait, all wait, wait, times. Wait. The mom is, is saying that she heard Bill and the three girls are raping others? Yeah, like their fr- friend group is raping others at these house parties that they throw. Wow. And she said, and I quote, if someone wants to bring it, they will all die, including that baby. We know that Lindsay is the one pushing this along, but Bill, Billie Jean, and Tara, they're all mean buddies are enjoying it. And just like rants about them, saying that one of them is satanic and mean and a manipulating liar. I mean, it's just really intense. Barbara is also talking about how Janelle is learning second degree black belt Philippine killing karate. What is going on here? Mm-hmm. I feel like they're all like living like a delusional. <laughs> you think so? So who do you think is Chris? I can't. I I can't say. It feels like it could be any of them. <laughs> it could be the dad. Okay. I don't think it's the mom because then that's a lot of busy back and forth that she's doing. Can I let you know one thing? That the Potters share one computer. The mom, dad, and the daughter. Yeah, they only share one computer. So you're saying... So you're guessing that there's a plot twist and that Chris is not a CIA agent, right? And he's an imposter. He wants to stir things up. He wants to instigate. Yeah. Chris is Janelle. Okay. Janelle is Chris. 
That kind of makes sense. Janelle is emailing her own parents, pretending to be this love interest from high school who is now a CIA agent and wants the best for their daughter, Janelle. What? But why? From the same family computer that all of them share. But why? (laughs) Janelle is catfishing her parents and her boyfriend from that family computer. So you're thinking what I'm thinking. I mean, what kind of adults fall for this? Jamie, Barbara, what's going on? Buddy, come on. What's going on? Someone must have saw something. She... I mean, Chris is emailing from Janelle's goddamn Gmail account. Like, there's got to be, like, one little part of you. 2% of you that's like, oh, that's a little weird. Are they just naive? Maybe they're just not street smart. What's going on here? It's something called, like, self-deception. And the Potter family were just masters at it. They're really good at lying. They will lie to themselves so much that they believe the lie. And that type of confidence leads the other family members to believe that it's true. And mm-hmm. because they're all functioning from this mentality where the truth is whatever you say that it is, mm-hmm. they just take it as it is. So you're saying ev- all three of them does that? Yeah. It's it's the most bizarre family alive. I don't even know what to say about these people. It's confusing. So it's a family of liars, which makes this a lot more complex. Because I was thinking, if you're a liar and you're constantly lying, like if you're a cheater and you're constantly cheating, you always suspect other people of cheating. You're like, are you cheating on me? Because you're the mm. one cheating, right? So you would think that these people are more skeptical and less naive and just taking the truth as what it is since they themselves are little lying assholes, right? But they don't. Chanel's dad was never in the CIA. There is no record of it anywhere. So he made that up. He made that up and the whole family believed it. And that's the reason. Part of the reason that they moved to Mountain City is that he told his whole town in Pennsylvania and they found out the truth. Wow. And instead of accepting it, instead of, you know, taking it like a 60-year-old man and saying, you know what, champ, you're right. I might be having Alzheimer's or something, right? Just owning up to your bullshit at 60 years old. He decided, we're going to move for Janelle's grandma. And just kept going with the lie. There were multiple times he would have conversations with sheriffs and talk about his CIA experience. And they're like, that's a little weird. If you were part of the CIA, usually they're a little bit tight-lipped about stuff like that. But okay, go off. Bizarre. Mm-hmm. Janelle's mom was also very interesting Barbara she is someone her whole personality trait is that she's got to be in a fight at all times right she's just got to be that like when she loves people right but if they tell her I don't like your shirt like oh I love you, this shirt on you like something as small as like maybe wear the other shirt she believes that this person now wanted to murder her Like, it's not just like, oh, this person hates me. It's not like, oh, I don't like this person anymore. She fully believed that this person was out to get her, to kill her, to end her because they were jealous. Some very scary mentalities. Jamie said that Janelle was very opinionated as a person, you know, but when her parents were around, she pretended to be very, very meek. So one person that Dennis Brooks, the prosecutor, tracked down for his case, but for also just knowledge, was that other family member, Christy. The other daughter, why did she move out so quick? Why did she move out as soon as she got the chance? So he goes, he interviews her, and she just did not get along with the whole family. If anything, maybe she got along with her dad, but Buddy just went with whatever Barbara said. That was it. Never once stood up for his own daughter, Christy. And there's some weird family stories. When Christy finally got engaged, she wanted her fiancé to come meet the family. Janelle conveniently threw a temper tantrum. 
and her parents did not care that her fiance was there meeting them for the first time. They were just Janelle, Janelle, Janelle. And Christy is like, this is so like Janelle. This is what she does all the time. She needs all the attention on her. That's it. What? And Barbara was all in Janelle's palm. I mean, it's confusing because I don't know if Barbara was in Janelle's hand or if Janelle was in Barbara's hand. It's It almost seems like this vicious cycle. Mm, got it. Barbara was straight up abusive. At one point, tried to hit Christy. Christy files an order of protection against her own mother, Barbara. So what does Barbara do? Does she go to counseling? Does she think about, wow, what kind of mother am I am that my kid is filing a protection order? No, she calls the police. Hey, uh, police, you, you're going to want to know about this. There's a criminal. Okay, well, what's going on? My daughter, Christy, she is driving in Tennessee with Pennsylvania tags. Arrest her. Arrest her right now. Why would you call the police on your own daughter? Especially for something like this. Just toxic. Just toxic. Almost everyone in their, ex- you know, not immediate family, but their extended family had problems with Barbara and Janelle. They were perpetually victims. That's what everyone said. Just perpetually these two, these two women would always be victims. Barbara just got off on having fights with people. She'd be your friend. You disagree. Then you're evil. You're disgusting. Can you believe that this person duped me into thinking that they were a nice person? Turned out they were a snake. Barbara would also always accuse Christy of being jealous of Janelle. But Christy felt like, no, you guys as parents are doing Janelle a disservice. I get it. She does have a learning disability, but you baby her too much. Whatever she wants, you give it to her. And I know because she doesn't hide her personality from me. So Christy is explaining that Janelle would play games with her parents. She would pretend that she can't do something or she's too sick to do it. The parents would do it. And Janelle... She would prove right away, just in front of Christy, look, I actually can do it. Janelle told everyone at school that she had cancer. She would do this thing where she would collapse in the hallways at school. And if it was empty, she would just like stay in that position until people came and made a big fuss about it. Now, am I saying that she's faking all of this? We don't know. But Christy, her own sister, was a bit skeptical. You know, like, I I don't know because I wasn't there and I'm not her doctor, so I have no idea. But her own sister was like, yeah, I don't think that she was actually sick at that moment. That is so bizarre. So this seems like uh, the mom acted a certain way with the daughter and the daughter just kind of took it in ever since she was young. And now she can't help it anymore, right? No. Then now, based on that information, I feel like the whole story you just told, everything has changed. Oh, everything's about to change. Yeah. <laughs> and God forbid that you confront Janelle with lying. If you catch Janelle in a lie, you know, most adults, they will probably just be like, oh, shit. like I lied because I didn't want to hurt your feelings or A, B, C and D. Right. No, she would turn into a child and just start screaming, flapping around full on temper tantrum. I mean, Christy herself believed that if Janelle claims that she's being harassed by people, she probably caused it. She's really mean. She's a really temperamental person. I mean, she's got this really high-pitched voice, pretends to be sweet all the time. But no, she's really mean. That's what Christy kept saying. What? She's just a mean person. And, you know, Christy mentioned that it's a little strange because there's a history of girls hating Janelle for being too pretty. Isn't that weird? You know? Isn't that a little weird? That's what Christy said. You know, it's a little weird. (laughs) It's a little weird. (laughs) You know, she also mentioned to Dennis that it's funny because Barbara the mom would also complain all the time especially after moving to mountain city tennessee why 
well, I just can't find a church because I'm prettier than all the other women in the church. And, you know, ugly women love to hate because I'm too pretty. What's the title of the book again? Too Pretty to Live. What? Yeah. So Dennis was obviously, as a prosecutor, he was concerned. Does Janelle have a learning disability? What is the truth here? So like I said, doctors did analyze her and they said that she, there was no insanity plea or anything that could be done, but she has like an IQ of 72. She does function at a fourth grade level, but people are saying fourth graders are really good at manipulating people as well. So just saying that someone is at a fourth grade level does not mean that they are incapable of manipulation. And if you look at this manipulation, it is not a well-seasoned one. It's not one that would fly past most adults radar Mm -hmm. it's not like she did this masterminded crazy impossible for her to do i mean Mm -hmm. emailing us chris was it was pretty noticeable on all fronts so dennis asked chris christie's opinion so dennis the prosecutor asks janelle's sister about her opinion what do you think And she said, well, I just feel like Janelle was coddled her whole life and she knows how to manipulate my parents. And most of her learning disabilities are centered around auditory processing disorders, like she can't hear things. So that is how Christy feels. And I am not saying anything. I'm just giving you the facts. Now, what makes this heartbreaking is that um, Dennis had to tell Christy that that she was a part of all of these emails as well. Barbara... And Chris, who is Janelle, were emailing a lot about Christy. Barbara wanted Chris, the CIA agent, to beat up her eldest daughter. What? I feel like summer has approached and my brain has not realized this. You know, my brain is still lagging a little bit. I'm ready to barbecue with the family. I'm ready to go to the pool. I'm ready to go to the beach, right? But my brain is like, I want to feel like summertime too. And now you can by playing Best Fiends. You're thinking, what? How does this make sense, Stephanie? Tell me. Listen, I started playing Best Fiends like years ago, right? And it's just one of those games that you just don't want to stop. I don't know what it is about it. Right now, I'm on level like 382 to be exact. And Best Fiends is way more fun than any other matching puzzle game out there it's one of those games that makes 30 minutes feel like 30 seconds so nowadays if i'm getting some vitamin d out in the sun i just like to play a couple levels of best fiends or maybe it's like relaxing after a long day in my bed it gets my brain going without overstimulating it it's not so challenging where i'm like oh my gosh am i a gamer or something and it's totally free to download they have thousands of fun puzzles to solve and there's something new every single day so you never run out of stuff to play like i said I'm on level 382, but there's so much more to go. They've got these adorable collectible characters that just keep coming and they release new challenges, characters and themes all the freaking time. So you just stay on your toes. I can't seem to put it down. I love it so much. And I mean, 100 million downloads. So a lot of people love it. And my favorite thing is that it's casual. So I can just pop it on my phone and have a good time. So download the five-star rated puzzle game, Best Fiends, free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. So Chris, aka Janelle, would encourage Barbara. Oh, I've been stalking her when I was in town. And Christy, your eldest daughter, she's a mess. You can't help her. It's too late. She needs to grow up. And guess what? I can kill Christy at any time and your family in Pennsylvania. Christy is also friends with Lindsay and she's after you guys too. I'm so mad, Barbs. I don't know what to do. But if anything happens to you, she's gone for good. And maybe before. 
She's doing nasty things. She's trying to get guys to give her cash for blowjobs. But all the men have denied her. How does Barbara react to this? When a CIA agent is threatening her daughter? Barbara sneaks into Christy's room to take pictures. So Christy at one point moved in with the grandma in Mountain City. She sneaks in. Barbara, her mom, sneaks in and takes a blurry picture, sends it to Chris to have the CIA analyze it. Thought it looked like bags filled with drugs in the corner. They had to get out of there because they heard a noise. But doesn't that look like like meth bags or something? And Chris is like, oh, yeah, for sure. Chris, a.k.a. Janelle, is like, oh, yeah, for sure, meth bags. The police investigate later. It was a ceramic penguin. It was a little trinket. This little penguin design. There was no meth. Christy was not doing meth. Barbara would also egg it on. Just, oh yeah, you should put a listening device in Christy's room. She is killing my love for her. Most mothers would have walked away a long time ago. She is mean to her parents, no respect at all for anyone, in fact, and hates Jen and lies on all of us. So Chris, a.k.a. Janelle, keeps talking about how he wants to kill Christy, the sister. Barbara says this. You're welcome to shoot any of them, but let Christy's body be found. We have life insurance on her, and so we may as well collect it. I know that sounds mean for me as a mom to say, but she hates me. She wants me dead as well as dad and Janelle. She wants us all dead. What can I do? She'll get me someday, if not here and soon, or have me killed, I'm afraid. (sighs) So so you're saying the mom actually believes that she's talking to... I don't even know. (laughs) I, (laughs) I don't even know. You know, that is bizarre. (laughs) Because if she does, then we've got a whole other thing to investigate. And if she doesn't, it's like, what? What's going on? That's bizarre. I mean, the amount of effort that she put into her emails, it's in the book. There's a lot of emails. And Barbara just goes on and on. So it's mainly just them two talking back and forth. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, and Jamie. So it's actually a comical at one point because Uh Janelle would get into a fight with Jamie. Uh right and almost immediately chris will email jamie saying like hey you gotta apologize because this is the best (laughs) (laughs) this is the best girl that you will ever have in your life she is this is what reminds me of ask simon you know the game oh yeah yeah, yeah. the the online website where you type it in and it hides the answers yes yes Yes, and then you're like, who should I date and my ass over here is typing stephanie (laughs) to my crush i'm like oh yeah for sure I believed that when I, I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? exactly. Mm-hmm. So he would email and be like, no, she's the best girl that you'll ever have. She's honestly too good for you. <laughs> you should apologize. And so he'll be like, no, I'm so mad. And Chris will keep emailing, right? The minute that he emails Chris saying, you know what? You're right. Like, I really do love her. And I can see myself like spending the rest of my life with her. Guess who emails? Who? Hey, it's Janelle. Like, <laughs> immediate it's so immediate and what is jamie's response so the police asked you know are you confident like how did you not uh, we don't get it yeah and he said no i would know who was emailing me because when it was chris he would always start up with with hey dude or hey man oh okay okay jamie. <laughs> yeah so they were like oh okay i mean what okay To be fair, the book does mention the prosecutor who's the closest to this case, you know, did mention that he believes that if Jamie had dated prior to this, you know, Mm -hmm. they think that he was just too excited to have his first girlfriend at 38 years old. He had never experienced these before. So think of him more as like a 17 year old romantically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Versus a 38 year old man in a relationship. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to the truth, right? 
Everything was going well. Janelle was dating Jamie. No harassment claims from either party. You know, just things are things are great. Mm-hmm. But the minute that Bill found a girl that he wanted to settle down with, Billie Jean from work, shit started hitting the fan. So Lindsay says that she got a Facebook request from Janelle. Accepted it. No big deal. I mean, a Facebook request, that's like the most, that's not even, I think a Facebook request is less intimate than a hug. You know? It's yeah, just a, okay, whatever. Moves on with life. But one day, Billie Jean keeps telling her, that hey i keep seeing these people telling me that janelle is talking badly about us like going into these forums talking on facebook about us what what is up with that so Mm -hmm. Lindsay's like well i'll just confront her confronts janelle and janelle keeps going like what are you talking about i didn't do that but more people would come up to the three girls and saying hey janelle keeps like posting these things about you and then deleting it and posting it and it's just i mean i don't know so they call her house. They call Janelle's house and confront her. And she'd say, I didn't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. And at that point, that's when the phone call started. These three girls were bombarded with like 27 calls a day. Someone on the other line would just be breathing or panting or would scream into their ear. And they would call back. And guess who picks up? Buddy, Janelle's dad. So these calls are coming from the Potter house. Buddy picks up and they said, can you tell your daughter to quit calling us? And Buddy would say, no, you guys quit calling us. What are you talking about? Your daughter is the one calling us. And stop driving by our house. What? We're not. What are you talking? And then he would hang up. So Lindsay's like sitting there like thinking, I'm not even, I don't even, I don't drive by their house. Oh my God. I drive on that road that their house is on because my parents live a mile away from them and I need to take that road. So let's say you live on Mango Road. But Uh you live at the very end and I need to take Mango Road to get to my family's house. But I never drive past your house. Technically, I guess I'm driving on the road that your house is on. Yeah. So she's like, are you kidding me? Is that what he's talking about? Because I have never driven past the Potter's house. So when the prosecutor shows Lindsay all these alleged things that she said about Janelle, like, I'm going to kill you. You're an effing B-I-T-C-H, you know, all these things. Mm -hmm. She genuinely looks shocked and she was slightly offended because her grammar is really not that bad where would did they find those sayings so we know that they were posted somewhere but the way that they were sent is chris would send it to barbara in an email saying like look what Lindsay said about janelle so either they were posted or janelle was straight up bringing them out of her brain it wasn't posted on like Lindsay's account so chris is basically making this up yeah and Lindsay confirmed it but the whole family was under the impression that Lindsay, well, I guess maybe Janelle can't be under that impression. It's really confusing. Now, Lindsay still didn't have it as bad as Billie Jean. Billie Jean was actually getting the most harassment from Janelle, but she was the least confrontational out of their friend group. Janelle would even reach out to Billie Jean's other friends saying like, oh my God, oh my God, your friend Billie Jean is harassing me, would tell them the whole story. And these girls who have been friends with Billie Jean their whole life, they're like, I just really doubt it. Like, I don't... Mm -hmm. Maybe she was, like, hacked or... Are you sure it wasn't a different Billie Jean? I just... I just Mm -hmm. can't see that happening. And she would just get mad and block them on Facebook. Janelle would just be like, okay, fine. And then would block them. There was an instance where Billie Jean was at a local gas station filling up her tank. And her friend actually worked in the gas station. I'm telling you, everybody knows everyone in this town, okay? So Mm -hmm. her friend's inside. She's pumping gas. A car pulls up. Two women inside. We later know to be Janelle and Barbara. They're just yelling at her, threatening her. Billie Jean starts crying. Her friend sees this, rushes out of the gas station, calls the cops. Billie, Billie, what did they say? Mm -hmm. They called me trash. 
They said that I shouldn't be here and I shouldn't be a mother and that I don't deserve Tyler, her son, and that I was trash. And she's like sobbing. The -hmm. police don't really care because they're like, what is this Facebook drama? We don't care. Mm -hmm. So then Tara Osborne, the other friend, who is actually the closest to Janelle at one point, they had somewhat of a friendship. She just decided that she was going to unfriend Janelle because Janelle's whole life is boo is me, woo is me. People are harassing me. What do I do? Either my dad is being mean to me today. My mom is being mean. Oh, my boyfriend's doing this. Like there was always like this problem with someone and it was just you couldn't really talk to her without her feeling like the world was out to get her. Like everyone was colluding behind the scenes to take down Janelle from Mountain City, Tennessee. You know, it's just a lot. So Tara, she starts distancing herself from Janelle and eventually just unfriended her. And that's when the call started for her. And Janelle would keep telling her boyfriend, Billy Jean is just another one of Bill's whores. He's going to throw her away eventually. He's going to get sick of her. So it seems like she's really bothered by this. Refused to believe that Bill was in love with Billie Jean. So she's actually in love with Bill. Yeah, it seems like it. And this caused a huge wedge between the cousins, Bill and Jamie. They actually worked together in the same factory and the boss had to split them apart. Like work in separate parts of the factory. Now, Jamie is even more isolated from his friends and family now. And he was fully sucked into the Potter's drama life. And his own main mission in life was to get the Potter parents to approve of him. So that maybe one day he could marry Janelle. And maybe that's why he didn't notice the absolute obvious that Chris was Janelle. And that this was just what the fork is going on. So the truth gets out. And even Janelle's response to the police later is just pretty much, yeah, well, I got hacked. They hacked me. They spoofed my number. So spoofing is like when you, a third party takes your number and calls under it if that makes sense yeah they spoofed my ip she said (laughs) oh yeah well the police can get ip addresses well they spoofed it they've they've got better tech than you Uh you know they made fake facebook accounts of me no this isn't me and janelle was wild the more that you dig janelle was stirring up stuff she would actually anonymously go onto these web forums that like local web forums like a, i guess your neighborhood app mm-hmm. and she would post about these three girls under a fake name and she would say things like they're no good whores they sell drugs they drink and if they ever hit janelle Lindsay, your ass better watch out she don't even know you and you will always have to pick on her and hurt her and her family you guys are so unhappy with your dumb little lives and all you guys do is sleep around and make people's lives hell all you fucking sluts know what to do is hate on someone else you all are not happy with your damn lives fucking Lindsay, better watch your damn mouth you have no clue who you're dealing with none of you do so it seems like someone like passionately loves Janelle and is defending her. And then someone else would respond to that. So cringe saying, right, Matt, they're all whores, no good people and have nothing else to do. They're nasty sluts. And don't you know, Lindsay has HIV. That's what I heard. She's so ugly and she's mad because Janelle is so pretty and sweet and nice. And they're just trying to hurt Janelle all the time. Like they have other girls. It's so sad. I went to school with Lindsay and she's a bitch. Nasty ass. She has HIV now and she will give it to a lot of guys. I bet they better get arrested. I agree with you. And I will always back Janelle. And then another person would respond oh to God. that. Wow, Matt and Christy. I knew that Lindsay was bad, but I had no clue that she was off the deep end. Saying that they have HIV, you know, slept with 80% of the men in Mountain City. They're all whores. Like, that's what this person's posting. They're just jealous. 
that Janelle is a sweet girl that was brought up nice and they're just jealous. She's so sweet. I will be praying for Janelle. Damn those other girls. They live like they're in high school still and they need to grow up. I mean, how obvious is this? How obvious is it? But also, like, how do you live with yourself? Like, <laughs> how do you take yourself seriously enough to, like, make these accounts and think that nobody's going to see through your BS? Yeah. Even when I like my own comment, I'm like, Mm-mm, someone's going to know that I liked my own damn comment. <laughs> Unlike my comment right now. Sometimes if I like my own video, I'm like, Mm-mm, this feels nasty. Got to <laughs> unlike it. <laughs> but these, this girl is just wild. So one day, Buddy and the whole Potter family, they ask Jamie, can you come? Can you come super early one day? You just need to help us out with something. But leave your phone at home because we got a lot to do. So he's like, okay. So he goes early the next morning and they get just Jamie and Buddy, Janelle's dad, they get into the car and they start driving. They park at a church nearby and they're just looking through the woods. Jamie sees, oh, we're looking at Bill's house. That's weird. They watch Bill's dad drive away. Jamie claims that he didn't know what they were doing there. But, I mean, it seems a little bit doubtful. They told him not to take his phone. He agreed. It just seems like, I feel like he maybe knew what was coming. Keeps asking, what are we doing here? If Bill sees us, he's going to flip. Like, what's going on? Buddy passes him a gun and says, all you need to do is stand at the door. Now, Jamie claims that Buddy was so focused, had never seen him like that. You know, Janelle's dad was a man on a mission. They walk into the house through the back door because that was always unlocked. This is a small town. Jamie stood at that sliding back door while Buddy went into Bill's room and shoots him in the face and then slices his neck. Billie Jean ran down the hallway trying to protect her six-month-old son, and Jamie sees which way she ran. So when Buddy comes out of the room, he looks at Jamie and Jamie points to which way she ran Buddy runs in that direction and he kills her too he shoots her in the head and he leaves that baby smeared in his murdered mother's blood for hours they leave the house a couple hours later Roy who is a good friend of the couple he had sent all of his mail to be picked up at the couple's place right so him and his wife they drive they park and they see that oh Bill senior the dad is gone but their truck is still here so that means they're home right he lets himself in through that back door that's always unlocked they know this Jamie the cousin knows this hello he said that he didn't want to walk into the conception of another baby so he's like hello right no response Okay, but their car is outside. That's so strange, right? Starts making his way upstairs, sees Bill lying first, laying in his bed still, and thinks, okay, like, let me just wake him up. Like, what's going on? Why is he just dead asleep? That's weird. Goes closer, tries to shake him, and realizes that his throat had been slit and his there was a gunshot wound on his face. So he starts freaking out. He, he runs downstairs, screams for his wife, call the police, call the police, right? Starts looking for Billie Jean and the baby. What happened? What happened? Sees her on the ground, with the infant still in her arms, and he froze because there was blood everywhere. But then he saw the baby move. So he pulled baby Tyler out of her arms. He was quiet. He wasn't crying. And um, his wife, who has children, says, I think that he's probably just cried out everything he could already. The police arrive at the crime scene. Nothing was stolen, no break-in, no mess, which means this wasn't like a passionate struggle. It's almost like someone snuck in here and executed the couple. This feels planned. Bill had been killed with a single gunshot to the face, sliced on the neck. Billie Jean found laying on her side on the ground, holding Tyler, wearing Grinch pajamas. 
So the police explore all the avenues first. Maybe it was a drug-related crime, you know? We found some drugs in their house, but none of them were taken. Nothing was stolen. So that rules out robbery as well. It's also not murder-suicide because the murder weapons were not in the house anymore. That's impossible. I mean, was this personal? This person knew the house layout. They knew that the back door was unlocked. That's how they got in. But who wants them dead? They interview their friends. And this is how little they thought of Janelle. They said nobody. I mean, they really have no enemies at all. Like, we just live our lives. That's it. I mean, okay. I mean, this is crazy. The smallest thing would be that there was some internet drama recently. Like, we recently unfriended this girl, this other resident, because she was, like, harassing us by calling us. We tried to get a protection order. But the calls had recently stopped, and that's crazy, right? So the police go to investigate the Potters to question them. And the, the, just Janelle's sitting there just mentioning how evil the girls are and how they're into drugs. Oh, it's so bad. But of course, I would, would never do anything. Did you ever make threats towards these girls? Oh, God, no. If they're stuff, it's the hackers. They actually made up three Facebooks of me using my picture. They hacked into my stuff and stole everything. I'm not mean. I just tell people to leave me alone. I mean, that's as mean as I get. So the police straight up, according to the book, said, you know, it's just it's just hard to grasp the idea that someone would pick on someone for no reason, you know? Do you know that I have had other girls pick on me for no reason? It's been like that ever since we came down here. Okay, we just have to ask Janelle, did you do anything to them? Did you kill them? Why would I do it? I'm not strong enough, especially with a guy, girl, and a baby. And just why would I do it? According to Dennis, during the entire interview, Janelle made four references to rape. How this group of friends were going to rape her. She kept mentioning that like four times. Bizarre. So they thought, well, maybe Janelle's boyfriend knows a little bit more. They bring in Jamie to be interviewed. And they just wanted to ask a couple of questions. He consented to a polygraph test. And there was a lot of deception. So they just, they keep amping up that heat. They start buttering him up. That's what they do with everyone, right? They do this with serial killers. It's crazy. They're like, <laughs> You didn't mean to decapitate and disembowel the victim. You know, you're just like fed up with life. You snapped 24 times. You just snapped each time. You were angry. Your mom abused you, didn't you? You were raised in a strict household. Mm. That's it. That's all, right? They started doing this to Jamie. You were scared of Buddy. You didn't want that. You loved them. You loved Bill. You loved Billie Jean. You would never do that to parents. But you felt like you had no choice. And he starts opening up a little bit like, yeah. And right at the end, he looked at the police officers and Jamie said, is the CIA here? Huh? No. Wait, why? Why? Why would the CIA be here? Uh, nothing. Janelle has a brother named Chris or something. And he's anyways, he's mad. I think they went to like high school together. They're like family friends. Anyways, he works for the CIA. The police were like, this is weird. But they move on. They just move on because they got bigger fish to fry. They tell him, we want you to call Buddy and ask him if he got rid of all the evidence. We'll be recording the call. So he calls. I know, I know. I can talk to you guys about anything, right? I can post a video on YouTube, tell you guys how I feel, talk you through my life, right? But sometimes, I'm sure for you it gets repetitive. Like, how many times can I sit there and tell you about my feelings? You're going to get sick of it. Which is why I love using BetterHelp. Because there's someone out there that wants to listen to me. And it's just so nice being able to talk to them. And if you feel like there's something that's just interfering with you feeling your best this summer, from you, you know, achieving your goals this summer, BetterHelp can 
assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist that you can actually start communicating with in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line, guys. It's not self-help, but it is professional counseling done securely online. They have a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas, and the service is available for clients worldwide, which I'm excited to start traveling again. And let's say, you know, next year or this year, we take a trip to Korea. I'm excited that I can still talk to my counselor because sometimes traveling brings up some emotions, you know? You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video and or phone sessions so you never have to sit in that uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. And my favorite thing is that they're committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. That was my biggest problem with traditional therapy, was you go to one counselor, you just spent all this money all this time, and you're like, oh, I don't think we vibe that well. And you can change counselors for free, and it's so easy. And on top of that, it's more affordable than the traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available so BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today if you visit betterhelp.com slash rotten that's better h-e-l-p and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional in fact side note so many people have been using better help that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states this podcast is sponsored by better help and rotten mango listeners can get 10 percent off their first month at betterhelp.com slash rotten and thanks to dennis we have these really in-depth conversations where he says hello listen buddy they're pointing fingers and the dad says jiminy christmas what 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 did he say jiminy christmas I mean? guess that's like a saying, like, holy smokes. Okay. Jiminy Christmas. Yeah, so I just got a call and ask, did you get rid of everything that was from um, Bill's? You did, right? Uh-huh. Okay, okay, good. That makes me feel a little bit better. And that's when the dad says, listen, Jamie, they ain't got no reason to point fingers at you. You get that? Because Jiminy Christmas, all that sh- bill was in i've heard more stuff about gangs in the last few days i mean everything's crazy i bet it was a drug deal gone bad and they hung up but that was all the police needed he said "Uh uh-huh what are you getting rid of the evidence so jamie was taken to jail an arrest warrant was out for buddy potter and they were nervous to arrest buddy because uh this guy uh this town is known for everyone carrying guns legally but buddy would always carry two guns on him even when he was mowing the lawn what so i they were a little bit nervous but thankfully nobody got hurt during the arrest and brought buddy to be interrogated while they searched the potter home so they played buddy the phone conversation tried the same tactic you know jamie's disgusting he's trying to throw you under the bus huh you're not evil you're not evil because you let that baby live you were just protecting yourself you were protecting your family and he's just sobbing he says, listen, when you hear people plotting to take you or trying to take your daughter into a restroom, take her out the back of the store, take her to a field. It's like a GPS router. Get her so sick. Rape her. Murder her. There's just so much. Like when you hear that someone put a $3,000 bounty on your head, on your wife and your daughter, I didn't care about anything else. I said, yeah, you felt like you had no other choice, buddy. Why don't you call your wife? And, you know, tell her that you're not going to be coming home tonight. And they're doing this because the police want Barbara and Janelle. They know that the woman in the house masterminded this whole thing. And they want them for it. Barbara picks up and he's straight up like, I did it to protect our family. It's over. I told the police the whole story. 
you would. Oh, I mean, what's an appropriate reaction? What are you talking about? You yeah. right? What do you? What do you, you, you? Are you on drugs? What are you saying? What are you? I don't know what. Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, about the people murdered? Well, that doesn't make sense because you were home. But where it's over, I told them, no, because I saw you. I saw you at home. Remember? Listen, you're without sleep. You haven't gotten a good night's sleep. You don't have your oxygen, your supplemental oxygen tanks. You're not drinking straight because I saw you. You can even hear Janelle in the back saying, yeah, dad, I saw you. <laughs> and finally, when he said, listen, Jamie talked for the first time, Barbara sounded shocked. So that's kind of an indication of like, come on. Either way, it didn't work because in Buddy's truck, they found the same bullets that matched the ones at the crime scene. They also uncovered tons of shredded papers. Barbara liked to print emails, then delete them from the actual email inbox. So the police spent hours and hours and reassembled 100 pages of shredded paper. Wow. Yeah. So eventually the two women were arrested as well. Because they believe that these two women, I mean, if Janelle is Chris, she's egging on the murder. This is like conspiracy to commit murder, right? The prosecutors believed that Jamie should be offered a deal. They need a testimony. And Jamie, I mean, Dennis goes into great detail about why and how and the whole process of this. But overall, I mean, most people believed that if it weren't for the Potter family, Jamie would have lived a life without crime. I don't think that this excuses it, but they just felt like with his testimony, we can put the three Potters behind bars. And he's probably like the least... I don't know. That's what they thought. That's what the prosecutors thought. So for his testimony, they gave him a charge of facilitation of first degree murder, which is 25 years. But he has the chance of parole after seven and a half years. They hired top notch forensic analysis to prove that, in fact, Janelle was Chris, which was really hard to do. You know, you can easily try to convince a jury. Well, that that jury, that wasn't me. What are you talking about? Someone hacked into my Gmail. Well, so many people have access to this computer. Could have been my mom, could have been my dad, could have even been Jamie. He has access to this computer. So there would be two trials. The first one with just Buddy Potter, the man who actually pulled the trigger. And then the second trial with Barbara and Janelle. And Jamie would testify. So Buddy's trial was in 2013. And he was found very quickly uh, guilty of two counts of first degree murder. The only family member to be there to listen to the verdict was Christy. And she was the closest with her father versus the other two. But he never even looked at her. He never even acknowledged her. Just went away. And he was sentenced to two consecutive life sentences. At Barbara and Janelle's trial, they had some really nasty evidence, you know? As they were searching the Potter house, they could hear tearing paper in the back. Like, like someone just... They they are tearing paper while they're... they're so the police wait, walk what? over to the next room, and uh-huh. sure enough, Barbara is tearing paper. So the police... Are, hand me that what are you tearing you stupid bits hand me the what are you give me give me this they snatched it from her and it's pictures of the three girls wearing flirty costumes for halloween billy jean in a bikini at the beach Lindsay thomas at a pool and written on them were things like billy whore Lindsay's a pan face saying like she has an ugly face and saggy skin so they're like what what So that was really harsh evidence. Dennis, the prosecutor, also found it really strange that Barbara would be wheeled in on a wheelchair every single day to trial. So what they would do is they would have to do this in advance because they did not want the jury to see her in a wheelchair because that taints the jury. The jury's like, oh, my God, look at this weak old woman. Right. So Uh she'd be wheeled in. But they were confused. 
I mean, they watched the CCTV footage of the prison yard a week before trial, and she was playing basketball with fellow <laughs> inmates. But now she in a wheelchair. What's going on? This family's weird. They read the worst of Janelle's writings, right? Well, it wasn't written under Janelle, but we now know through the forensic analysis. So it's kind of like a handwriting expert. They find the way that you type things, the way like your spelling errors. So for example, Janelle did this thing where spell loving, it's L-O-V-I-N-G, but she would never drop the E. So she would always write L-O-V-E-I-N-G. Yeah. So that was, you know, apparent in all of things. But she would constantly talk about Billie Jean saying she's a damn whore, a waste of being on earth. They're all whores. They sleep with all these men them janelle is so sweet and caring i hope they all die 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 and that baby and bill i'm about to fight with you billy jean why don't you shut up and shut your fucking mouth you bitch one day girl you're gonna end up getting beat up really good and left for dead you better shut up go fuck a cow for all i care damn hooker slut bag whore and your bastard baby take it with you and leave this fucking town it's really nasty there's a lot more in the book. I'm not going to go into like the real nastiness of it because it's just so gross. Like these writings, mm-hmm. it's just, I have never seen such hateful words. Like they're just, I don't even know how to describe it. They're just like venomous. Like it's mm-hmm. vile. Now the biggest court bombshell was when the prosecutors brought in Chris Jaden. Who? The picture that Janelle was showing her family. Oh, this is Chris from high school. Well, Chris Jaden does exist, and he did, in fact, go to Janelle's high school. But he's not a CIA agent. He is in law enforcement, but not CIA. Local law enforcement, I believe. So he gets up on the stand, and he straight up says, yeah, I was a popular kid in high school, and Janelle was bizarre. She never really fit in with anyone after graduation. I never thought I'd hear from her again or see her. Like, she she wasn't even a blip on my radar. But I got a Facebook request. You know, years after high school, I accepted it, went on her page. She has these really intense ramblings. So I freaked out and I unfriended her. And that was it. So he's testifying. I mean, this was so shocking. The jury was on the edge of their seat. Dennis expected Janelle to look embarrassed. Like, how embarrassing is this? You pretended to be him. You catfished with his pictures and his name. And and you made up this elaborate, bizarre CIA story. But the whole time, Janelle not once looked embarrassed. She just stared at Chris the whole time. Never looked away. She likes Chris, maybe? Seems like it. Wow. So they ended with, it seems like Janelle instigated the whole thing, right? Plotted and manipulated her family and friends. Barbara and Chris, a.k.a. Janelle, poured fuel on the fire, egged on the whole situation, would nonstop tell Buddy, the, the dad, look at what's happening to your daughter, would nonstop tell Jamie, look at what's happening to your girlfriend, Until they felt like these two men felt like they had no other choice. So both the women were found guilty of first degree murder and were sentenced to life in prison. However, Janelle uh, does have the possibility of parole when she's like in her 80s. So in an interview with uh, 2020, it's a prison interview. (laughs) Janelle claimed that she was being harassed by the victims, but she didn't hate them. She just disliked them, right? She denies being Chris. I don't know who that could have been, but they hacked me, obviously. I thought this was the real Chris from my high school. I believed it, too. Our family is working really hard to find out who this imposter is. But the ABC 2020 interviewer kept pushing. No, but you're Chris. So that's when you literally see Janelle on camera just start saying, no, no, no. And just sobbing and tells her lawyer, like, I can't. And ends the interview. Scary. Scary stuff 
stuff. I mean, this is this is bonkers. It's hard because there were so many times where I really wanted to feel for Janelle because I get it. She does have a lot going on. She was probably bullied for her disabilities, which is never pleasant. I mean, it's horrendous. It could be life altering, life changing, right? Yeah, but but the pro- the difference is people usually try to overcome it versus someone just ready to take down the whole world. Yeah, with them, you know, it's like when a serial killer has been sexually abused as a kid. You have so much sympathy and so much pain goes out to that. Yeah, but there are so many people who have been sexually abused, unfortunately, and they don't end up being serial killers. So for this situation, it feels so so strange. It's a bizarre case. Is there any follow up on the other two girls, or? Yeah, they're just trying to live their life now, move on. I mean, I'm sure that that is traumatizing, yeah. and I don't know what happened to Tyler. I don't know if maybe family took the baby. Oh yeah. Or if you know he was put up for adoption, but how do you just take a young couple's lives like that? Like it's a Billie Jean was 23. Wow. And how do you kill someone when they're holding their baby? I hope you guys enjoyed this week's main episode. Let me know, and I will see you guys on Sunday for the mini-sode. Bye!